The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer's Philly special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hello, everybody. Shiel Kavadi here. The Ringers. Philly special. The Phillies are two wins away from a championship. 7 nothing Game 3 win at Citizens Bank Park against the Houston Astros. Now 6-0 and at home. I'm joined by a couple new guests. I'm not familiar with these guys' work, I'll be honest. So if the, if the chemistry is off right away, I apologize for that. The Ringers booking department thought they would be a nice option. For the game three post game pod, forgive me if I botch the pronunciation. Zach Berman and Bo Wolf, I believe, are the names. Bo, I've been told uh, by someone at the Ringer I should start the pod by asking, "How are you doing tonight?" You know, like playoff baseball. There's nothing like the tension of playoff baseball. <laughs> I feel like the only thing that could compare is like a forced meeting of exes. <laughs> that is recorded and then sent out to the universe. All right, we're off we're off to a good start with our guest Zach Berman. You were at Citizens Bank Park tonight. We thought we're going to have to wait like an hour after the game to do the podcast. You said you were going to be home in 20 minutes after the final out. Uh, did you speed home? Are you driving safely? Did you have a police escort? Did you have another escort? How, how did you get home so quickly? <laughs> the bike. No escorts involved. Uh, did a, a, a dash to my car at the Eagles facility and was able to uh, get in wow. into the car and before traffic and was able to get on onto the highway before traffic. But I, I knew I had this podcast awaiting and punctuality is important so i did not want to keep you guys waiting uh so I'm, I'm here excited for this podcast and excited to discuss the phillies 
Well, Zach is a big Malcolm Gladwell guy, uh, and so the 10,000 hours of all of those years of being a valet parker running back and forth to cars really came in handy for him tonight. I did not have ten, a big I did not have 10,000 hours of it, but I did have quite I, I did have experience, valuable experience as a valet parker, so perhaps that did come in handy. All right, ZB, I want to start with you. You're, you're in Citizens Bank Park. Where were you sitting tonight? First baseline kind of toward right field. So in between oh, in between okay. first base and right field. Yeah, great spot. Good to be ZB, Bo. Yeah, big flex. I mean, like not even <laughs> I, the question. I answered, going to I answered the game, question. Right? I answered the question here. Okay, let, let's proceed. Let's all right. First inning. Uh, I thought there were two moments I want to ask you about the atmosphere, what was going on there. I thought the top of the first was awesome. Two pitches, two outs, Nick Castellanos, every time he's running in for one of these, I'm thinking he's got no shot, he's not making this catch, and every time in the postseason, he's made the catch. That's one, then you get the start grounder. Two pitches, two outs, what is the atmosphere at Citizens Bank Park there early on in the top of the first? Honestly, the atmosphere was electric throughout the game. It, it might sound cliche to say it. I, I sound like I'm one of these Phillies giving their post-game interviews and pandering to the fans, which Bo knows all about. Uh, but, uh, but no, that's that's honestly from from the the first pitch to you know throughout the game. You're on your feet, which I I gotta say, low man wins when you play defensive line, not when you're in a uh, you know standing the whole time game. But just awesome atmosphere, uh, in, you know, into every pitch. And the other thing too, for our listeners or for your listeners, I should say, who who uh, frequent games, old habits, my friend, uh, they might be used to this. As a reporter, <laughs> I'm kind of spoiled from having my laptop in front of me. A game like this, when you have 46,000 strong, uh, the cell phone reception's not very good. The, 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 the Wi-Fi's not very good. So it's not as if you're, you have that second screen giving you the update. So, so you're really hanging on to every pitch in real time. There's nothing distracting you. Uh, there's a lot of communal high fives. It was, it was a great atmosphere. Thrilled to be there. Did you go hugs to anybody, or was it just high fives? Hugs my wife, but that's that's about it. Yeah. Oh, she got went. Oh, she. Oh, did she go to the game also? Yeah, she was. She, she was the reason I was able oh. to. Go. So yes, I was. Oh, yes. well, look. Oh, well, now that's a flex worth <laughs> worth flexing about. Wifey <laughs> hooking you up with the tickets. I like the sound of that. Well, uh, yeah. Bo, yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something no, 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 no. To, we don't no, need to get into to hear that. it. Trust no, me. No, my. If there's my, anything more there, I would love to hear it. No, my 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 <laughs> father-in-law. So so credit to him. Shout out to my father-in-law. Oh, he was the one there. All right. Shout out. I to, thought that uh, Papa-in-law. I thought that the first inning was it was like a concert. Like mm. it was as if the entire thing was like a set list that they had perfectly curated to get the the fan base as riled up as possible. It was like, all right, we're gonna have the first World Series game in Philadelphia in 13 years or whatever it is. Like, we know the crowd's going to be insane. Like, how can we dial it up all the way? Okay, let's have, like, uh, let's have Nola or Wheeler on the mound. Like, I don't know. Like, there's a little too much tension with that. Like, the stakes yeah. are too high. If it's Ranger, everybody loves him. Oh. It's not quite as high stakes. Okay, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Okay, okay, so let's start with, like, a, a Ranger strikeout. And then somebody from the back pipes in is like, you know what we could do? Like... 
I know we usually say this for the end, but we we could open with Castellanos diving catch. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's that's a great idea. Then then we can close the inning with Ranger strikeout of Jordan Alvarez. That sounds great. And then someone's like, okay. And then so bottom of the first, we're going to start with a Schwarber home run, right? And like, no, no, you want to dial him up a little bit. Like, let's let's have Schwarber work that walk. Let's get a couple outs. Let's get two outs. And so everybody's a little bit tense. And then first pitch, let's have Bryce, like, jump on that home run. And, and from that point on, like... The, it was insane. It sounded like it was insane the entire time. Yeah. Like it was over at that point. It's uh, it's really felt like I was going to ask you about Bo. You obviously write the the day after for the Athletic. I mean, we can you know we can break the not break the what's the break the act break the fourth wall. What do I say here? Huh. They, it's not really breaking the fourth wall, I, is it? I, I don't know. know where you're going anyway. with it. I don't know what you're going uh, for. Yeah, yeah that's well, not. I mean, it's just a, a statement of fact. <laughs> I was going to say, you write the day after for every Eagles game on The Athletic. So my question to you was going to be, if you were a, were a reporter in the press box today, say a, uh, you know, a more, let's say a more gregarious Matt Gelb, we could potentially say, mm. uh, you go down like it's what to be less your, gregarious. <laughs> what would your focus be uh, on this game? But you kind of, I feel like you might have just answered that or, or am I wrong? Yeah, I think I think that was like the first inning was it um, to me. Yeah. And like it, it, it really did seem like like even when even when uh, Suarez was in trouble in in the fifth inning, and, it, and when it was four nothing, like I, I I didn't feel any tension. It was like it was good vibes the whole time. Um, I really thought like after that first inning, it was over. And like wh- the the crowd, like you know, Shield that uh, that like we can overplay the crowd. And you, you pander a little too much, but no, no, we, it, you, I, it really I give is, honest, accurate assessments. Okay, well, of every know, crowd, whether I'm, I'm not the one running a fan a podcast fan. right yeah. now, so so go ahead. Yeah, I'll uh, tell you about the crowd. I, I thought, I, I mean, I think obviously, like throughout the playoffs, it's been insane, and it has been like uh, so much so that it, like, I think is pulling in people who are on like the periphery of of Philly's fandom and like the shared experience of just like the joy in the city, you then watch the games and like for the, for the crowd to deliver like that, it is, I mean, it is pretty awesome. It's been, I think Zach, I would like your, uh, your, your take on this. I think it's been right up there with any crowd I have seen since I've been alive at Philadelphia sporting events. Now I think back to the Eagle Super Bowl season in 2017 and those two uh, playoff games at home, and maybe those go on uh, on their own sort of level there. But these crowds have just been parties. I think the I, I actually and this will sound like pandering, but it feels like I've said this before. Some players in that atmosphere, it can go one of two ways. We've seen players they might turn a little, little bit. It's like shoot, this is a party atmosphere. I don't want to screw up. The tension kind of gets to them. They choke. It's been the total opposite. For this Phillies team, I mean, Reese Hoskins at home just looks like a completely different player than he does when they're on the road in any of these series, and we saw it uh, again today. So, uh, yeah, I would put these crowds. It's just a, it's a, just a giant party, and there's a weird feeling usually at a Philadelphia sporting event. There comes a moment where the sphincters tighten up. Maybe it's a three and out in the with the Eagles in the first half. Maybe, you know, Sixers, whatever. Maybe Phillies, you're down 2 nothing in the fifth inning. Or maybe you're up 2 nothing. or up 3-2, and you're going, shoot, this is going to be the inning. They blow it. 
Like, there haven't been a lot of those moments in these home games in the playoffs. This was a stress-free World Series game. You never get a stress-free World Series game. I mean, what Bo said, even if at the end of the first, you weren't like, all right, this game's over. Certainly by the end of the fifth, you were like, all right, if they blow this, I will be in here for an epic meltdown that I can tell people about 10 years from now. But you're up 7 nothing in that moment. So you usually don't get these games, but it has just uh, looked like, felt like, uh, sounded like, just a huge party down there. ZB, how would you, uh, you've, you've been to multiple playoff games or yes, right? Yeah. So I, well, I, I went to, uh, an NLDS game standing room only, um, for that. And then, yeah, I uh, was at that game and you didn't contact me. You didn't <laughs> say you want to meet up in the concourse, maybe grab a veggie yeah. dog in section 125. Uh, we haven't talked about that yet. What, what was I that? That, that was, that was literally the, the morning of I had, I had one of my best friends, uh, text me. I, I wasn't first on the list. I know that. Cause, um, but, uh, but drove in from Portland, yeah, Maine. He, he, he drove in from Portland, wow. Maine and, and, had had two standing room only tickets and uh, I was lucky enough to tag along. Um, tried to get tickets. What was his name? Not Topper. You mentioned it. Paco. Texer. Pete. Paco. Pete. Yeah, Paco. Yeah, close. Uh, the right. NLCS tried to get in, couldn't, um, and then was like you showed up at the door and they per- turned you away. Or we can save that for off the pod. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Ooh, mistress talk. <laughs> uh, no, so but I'm I'm a I'm I'm a huge sports fan for for those who are into birds with friends, which is the other podcast that we used to be on together. Uh, and, and and so well, you and I are still yes. on it. Uh, so <laughs> the fundamental, you know, so I I I go to Phil's games, right? Like I'm I'm not someone who's who's just getting into them during the postseason. Uh, but the fundamental difference is that I'll, I'll be honest. A lot of times when you go in May or June or July, it's a day at the ballpark, right? You know, you're you're taking your kid over to to the uh, hot dog shooting part. You know, the 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 uh, kids infield that they have there. Um, yeah, you're, you're not hanging on every pitch here. You're hanging on every single pitch of the game. So to Bo's point about like, um, you know, from Castellanos on the first, on the first out of, of the game. Yeah, it's, that's very much the case. And then with all the home runs, home runs by nature are, are parties, right? You're not gonna, it's, it's not the same excitement for like, a you know, uh, I like a suicide squeeze, which actually you don't see very often. So that, that, that I'm, I'm, it, just a, a routine base hit that, that drives someone yeah. in. It's, it's, it's not that, that same type of excitement, but as far as the atmosphere, look, we haven't had playoff baseball in this city for a long time. Um, for full, for full disclosure, I don't go to many flyers games, so I, I can't tell you what those have been like. I, I, I go to a good amount of Sixers games and those are always intense. Like Sixers playoff games, you're up the whole time there. So, uh, I would compare it to that, but this is a different level because it's the world series. It's 46,000 people and they were winning from the start. So to use your expressions, the, the, um, Backside's not as as tight as it would be if it's <laughs> if it's three two. I don't want to drop one it other so one. If, I, if yeah. I can add an extra pander, um, you know what also what also stands out is that it's not it's not just a party. Like the crowd is plugged in. Like yes. the reaction in I think it was I don't know if it was the sixth or seventh inning 
when uh, uh, the the Astros pitcher throws a wild pitch with two guys on. Like the immediate reaction from the crowd to that wild pitch yeah. is like the balls in the dirt, and and there's a huge crowd, a, a huge cheer that's like louder than uh, like Jordan Alvarez's double in the top of the first inning in Game Two. Like everybody's it was, it's seven nothing at that point, and everybody's still uh, pl- plugged into the party. So yeah, pander away. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Yeah, I, I love the two strikes. Anytime there's, there's two strikes on the opponent and everyone just stands up and you get that feeling. And a lot of time, like there, you know, I'm sure everyone knows who's been to a baseball game. Sometimes you do that and then the guy gets the hit or whatever and everyone's like, oh God, they're there. those moments have been few and far between uh, so far for the Phillies in this postseason. Maybe they're coming in games four and games five. So Zach mentioned it with the home runs, five home runs, ties a World Series record. All time, most home runs uh, in a game. I think it was three home runs in the first. What was it? Two Nine minutes? at bats, I believe. Nine at bats. That was a that was a record, I believe. Three in two innings there as well. I want to talk about the tipping pitches thing. This is so interesting mm-hmm. to me. Uh, Lance McCullers out there. Bryce Harper smacks that first pitch home run. Gets to the dugout and calls a bomber. Bomer, they catch it on the mics, brings him over, whispers something to him. He, Bohm, of course, hits a home run in the second. Marsh hits a home run in the second, fifth, Schwarber and Hoskins. And then all everything everything starts up. This, this is the beauty of watching, especially baseball. You got time in between to check uh, what's going on online. What are people saying? And there are some thoughts about, is, is McCullers tipping his pitches here? What was Harper saying to boom, do the Phillies have something on this guy? And as they continue to hit more home runs, it picks up more and more steam. I think there was a, an account here, Bo. I think you tried to get this uh, Twitter handle, but I think it was taken. Leg Kick Nation OG. I believe you tried to get that one a couple years that's ago. That's my burner. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's your burner. Uh, Steve Johnson, Leg Kick Nation OG. What a Twitter handle. That's outstanding. Uh, he had a little video up there, I think, uh, just showing the leg kick. And uh, all right, it, it, if it was higher, it was one thing. If it was lower, it was another thing. Bo, you uh, you pitched at a high level. I mean, you've seen you have right. you've seen the leg kick. <laughs> That's pandering to, to Bo. Right there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You tried. That's this fact. is the one time I'll play to it. Yeah, this is the one time because it's appropriate. Uh, what do you? What did you make of it? Do you think McCullers was tipping pitches during this game? So I, th- I think this is maybe a little overstated, uh, and I know uh, there are some. There's so, sort of some conflicting information I've seen on Twitter. Like I know uh, I know John Boy has looked at it and said there isn't really an obvious tip. Like he does the high leg kick on both uh, the fastball and and the off speed pitch. Like the the book was out on him in the playoffs that he's afraid of his fastball, especially against lefties. Now you know Boehm is a righty, but he's he. I mean, these home run pitches, it's not like they were on pitches that would have been difficult to hit otherwise. 
These were like spinny, BS, like not hard-breaking pitches in the middle of the plate. Like, I think he was throwing, uh, pardon your, pardon the language, like uh, he was throwing cock shots out there. These were like, hit it. Like, that's... <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know exactly. That might if you're calling if you're if you're calling for talk, for Bo really the pitcher, you're gonna get one. you're gonna get Bo the pitcher. Um, I did think at the end of the game after um, after after Topper was like so rude to the Astros as to go Kyle Gibson, Nick Nelson. I thought he might give him the ultimate uh, like uh, insult and have me come in to pitch the ninth. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's a little bit overstated. I think I think McCullers was throwing slop up there. Okay. I'm curious. ZB, was there, oh, no, no. Was there, I'm I'm just curious there, how how good Rye Country Day baseball is that you, that you're talking trash on someone pitching Game Three of the World Series for the Houston <laughs> Astros. Like, I mean, like, I'm sorry. Can I not like the guy? He was he threw he was throwing terrible, and also like a deeply unserious person for him to for him to show up the way that he is with like the the long hair as if he's some free soul, but then he's got the like the the perfectly curated beard edges as if he's an investment banker, like pick one. Jeez. Okay. So you, you, okay. So if he was a little more scruffy, you would have been okay. Or if he cut the hair, but kept yeah. the well-kept. Okay. Uh, the I other. can get on board with that. Yeah, I can get it. Well, sometimes you like a little bit of both. Like when you, I think one of the very underrated, you get two scoops, different flavor of ice cream, same bowl. They mix together. I mean, that can be a very, Outstanding experience, yeah, in my much opinion. Much different. I mean, this is this guy's trying to present okay. to, to be to be. But you would to, agree to with the ice cream take. But you would agree with the ice yeah, cream. Yeah, of course. Take. Okay. This is a guy who was an all star sure. at, at like uh, what age? Age twenty three, twenty four. No one is impressed by empty accomplishment more than Zach. He was <laughs> he was top ten in the Cy Young. He was top ten in the Cy Young voting. I might award. have made a mistake here. I should have had one of you on for this game no. and one on the other. You guys have talked to each other quite a bit. It's week nine of the yeah. NFL season. I think I might have made a mistake. It's twelve twelve a.m. here. You're not used to doing post game pods. Yeah, Zach. I'm a, sorry. We should be teaming Tuesday up on night. Steel. We're doing this. We're yeah. doing this wrong. No, I, no I, I'm quite enjoying this. Yeah. I'm just like I, I mean the hill the the hill that I'm gonna die on is not that. Lance McCullers is a bad pitcher. I mean, you could. Can you? Can, would you? Are you willing to admit that he pitched badly? Yes, he pitched badly tonight. Okay. But, but yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's all I'm saying. But you start pulling uh, out I junk just, out there. All of those balls were like dead in the middle of the plate. Fair enough. Yeah, I think they had said on the broadcast that he had thrown what one fastball to a left hand. One fastball yeah. to a lefty in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. the in Marsh the one is the only one that was like a difficult pitch to hit. Yeah. And uh, what else was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I think Jack Fritz said it well on this. Uh, on the he on was on the screen, by the way. Game. That 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 crew yeah. they they oh. showed them on the screen. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's he he said Lance McCullers is not coming into Citizens Bank Park and like beating the Phillies. And I I think that goes to what Bo said. I mean, you saw him early on in that game, and you're like, in this environment, this guy's going to come in and uh, and shut them down. You know, he, he only started, what, eight games yeah. in the regular season. He came back August 13th or something. I thought people were sweeping that under the rug a little bit. Uh, this, this is a guy who hasn't pitched a lot uh, this year, and they absolutely got to him. So I don't know. I, I heard the postgame comments. Uh, you know, Topper just basically said, we discussed this. This happens every game. We talk about what do you see uh, from the pitcher. I know McCullers came out and said this had nothing to do with tipping pitches. They just got to me. But uh, uh, listen, I'm going to, after this pod, I'm probably going to go to sleep when I wake up tomorrow. Any video sent to me suggesting any theories, I will be clicking on all of them because I do think it's fun uh, to look at that 
and consider that. Up. I mean, obviously Harper well, saw something like to, but I don't, I just don't, I think the, but like, it the could full be as simple pitches. as what you said. I mean, you know, right. you're not getting a fastball that narrows it down right. <laughs> quite a bit for someone like Harper, who's been as locked in as he has been. I tweeted out last 10 years, there have been, what did I say here? All right. I don't know where it is. There's been like I mean, 100... the, the pitch he threw to Bryce Harper was as if he was like a 1919 Black Sox. Like he was throwing the game with that pitch. <laughs> oh, you yeah. think? Okay. You think he was uh, some funny business, perhaps. I'm right. just I saying like that. If, if he were, if that's he the were, pitch he That's what it thrown. would look like? Yeah. Okay. Uh, last 10 years, 159 players have had at least 50 plate appearances in a single postseason. 159. Among that group, Bryce Harper's current average ranks fourth and his current OPS ranks third so this is like a uh, a performance for the ages so far we'll see if he can keep it going let's talk about ranger suarez i mean yes. we don't even get to ranger suarez until what we're 23 minutes into the podcast uh this guy has just become such a fan favorite bo you mentioned it at the beginning i just i just feel a level of comfort i know he's not the best pitcher in major leagues but he's out there i'm feeling good i mean he had that play where it's a line drive right at him you know it hits his glove he goes and picks it up so calmly and throws it over. Like when I see this water bottle, water bottle, like once every couple of days, I fill this up at the fridge and you can't see the top. So I fill it up and the water overflows and it spills <laughs> to the ground. And I act like there was an earthquake in my house. I flip No, I can't believe it. Uh, ruined my day. And this guy's just out there at game three of the World Series uh, playing that calm. Now, correct me if I'm uh, wrong. Is that a water bottle from a previous company of yours? No, it's not. I uh, gave that one to okay. my sister. Because it looks the same. Uh, and then I got the exact same one with no label <laughs> on it. You could say The Athletic. Yeah, people know where I worked before. It's okay. Get, yeah, you'll get your plugs in. Uh, ZB, yeah. Ranger Suarez, the fan, the fan affection, the calmness. You like the, you know, sort of... Uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. I feel like you would enjoy writing a story about Ranger Suarez at what makes him so uh, unpanicked in these big spots. Yeah, son of a farmer, right? I mean, Matt Gelb's done terrific stories on him. Great backstory <laughs> what here. That mean? Uh, what is that? What is that? No, no. Are sons like of like farm? Are sons of farmers famously calm? No, uh, <laughs> I was talking about his backstory, Matt. Uh, I I oh, don't okay. have the exact contract figure, but. Steve Philly signed him for a low contract figure. I mean, terrific uh, story. And he was, you know, he was a reliever a year ago, becomes a starter, becomes a good starter. It's been hot and cold this year. One of the three of us was the, was the idiot who traded him in fantasy baseball on June 27th. Uh, I'm not going to, th wow. that was me. I, I needed wow. some middle infield help. <laughs> trade him from, for, I, think we got I, it. I trade him for Cesar Hernandez. Not a very good trade in hindsight. Wow. Cesar Hernandez. Oh my God. I mean, well, he gets stolen bases. Exactly. Show. Yes. Oh. Yes. I mean, <laughs> do I look like I'm, a, I'm turning 40 in February. I have two children. I can barely keep my eyes open. Does it look like I'm doing fantasy baseball and making trades for Cesar Hernandez <laughs> at this point in my life? The answer is no. Uh, sorry, yeah. Zach. So no, so but uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I was, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to use uh, the football terminology. I was going to say so versatile, uh, but he's okay. he's someone who they bring him out of the pen in a critical moment the other night. You know, right? Uh, he's he's starting here. The the rain delay certainly helped him, and just like a crafty lefty, which I can always appreciate a crafty lefty. Uh, one of the best, yeah. yeah. One of the best fielders. He he almost the the um, 
who who hit it there? The one that like went right into the glove, dropped, but then he was he was still able to throw it out. But yeah, quick yeah. a quick reaction. Did Zach play. not hear? Bo, did Zach yeah. not hear when I just described that yeah. play? Yeah. A it's a water ago? bottle play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm 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 just recapping. He's still not. I'm recapping it in my head right here. Um but yeah, really good uh yeah. A good start. People were were in the Rager, a a a fan favorite here. And, and by the way, if if uh, this series gets stretched out, and and he either needs to start again or comes out of the pen, um, uh, underdog for NLC or, or I'm, I'm sorry for for World Series MVP. Oh, right? Interesting. No, that's interesting. I, like that. I mean, he's yeah. going to pitch again, probably uh, for sure. That's what I'm saying. And I think, yeah. I mean, critical part yeah, of the wins already. Bryce Harper is alive. I mean, I don't think yeah. Ranger Suarez is winning MVP over him. But uh, listen, uh, FanDuel uh, a great sponsor, and so if you want to put a little lettuce, uh, courtesy of ZB on Ranger Suarez, then go ahead. Bo, I can't imagine I, you were that uh, you were that calm as a as a pitcher. Do you have an appreciation mm. for Ranger Suarez? I do. Um, he is he is fun to watch. The curveball was really was really sharp tonight. Um, I do I do appreciate the the calmness that he has out there. Um, and the fielding. I, love the I mean, I, 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 I love do love I do too. love a pitcher who can field. Um, yeah. And you know he he won I think what what the fielding bible uh, yep. fielding pitcher award. Um, I also think this was like the the contrast of of managers here because like even I I feel like I feel like um, the degree to which uh, Topper has been aggressive in in pulling the starters, especially Ranger, um, is like a is like a little bit like uh, like fourth downs, like going for it on fourth downs, where I uh, I understand the reasoning behind it, and I understand that it's the right decision, and I trust his decision making, but it like it makes the um, like the long standing uh, watcher in me a little bit uncomfortable. So like it's four nothing. Uh, you're you're gonna pull him after five innings, and I'm thinking like let's get a little bit more length out of here. Let's let's save the bullpen, and it, it turns out to be the right decision, obviously. And and I think he'll probably be back in in game five even. But the flip side is like if Dusty Baker was still alive, Lance McCullers would have been out of that game in the in the third or fourth inning. Like he stays in till get till it gets to be seven nothing. Like what's going on? Like they were throwing the white flag. Well, he wasn't giving up a lot of hits, yeah. just home runs, right? But I, I, I do hear your point. By the way, real quick, just so that's like if that's like a that's like if you were saying uh, they're not giving up a lot of uh, first downs, but they're giving up a lot touch, of, touch, lots touch. of touchdowns. No, I, so I hear you there. I'm not gonna. I, I, I have a soft spot for for Dusty Baker, but I hear you there. Uh, what do you make of the gloves, Zach? Wait, real quick, um, just so I. Because the expression might have sounded weird, I'm wondering why it was in my head. Son of the farmer, this is from a July 2021 Matt Gelb story. Suarez, the son of a farmer, didn't pitch until he was 15 years old. He signed for twenty five thousand um, dollars. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I knew there was a backstory there that I remembered. Son there of a go. farmer, um, Matt Gelb. I read all your farmer. Yes. Uh, what did I make of, of of Dusty Baker's glove? Dusty Baker is so cool. He's, he always has been cool ever since, right? I mean, when he was the Giants manager, he was cool then. Reds manager, Nats manager, Cubs manager. Uh, Cubs manager wasn't so cool when he kept Pryor in for too long. But uh, over, uh, <laughs> I, right, this sounds, but this I sounds like the time when I get us back on track. <laughs> yes, please right. do. yes. Uh, it's your uh, podcast. Suarez, yeah. Five innings pitched, three hits. No runs, one walk, four Ks, 76 pitches. Uh, yeah, it, there's been so many games this postseason where Topper pulls the starter and you're going, 
wait, are we sure? Are you sure you want to do this? And you're, you're probably right, but with the fourth, it's like with the fourth down stuff, it's probably more results based how we react now. And they're like, man, I love how aggressive he is. If those guys come in and they get shelled, then we're going, what is he doing? Why didn't he keep the starter back in? But he has been consistent. I mean, he's had a plan. Uh, he's had a good plan. It's felt like this entire time. And uh, you just sort of have faith in him that it's going to work out. Uh, Philly's bullpen. So far, I think 12 and two-thirds innings, zero runs allowed. Uh, that looked like the biggest mismatch coming into the series. The Astros' bullpen is filthy, and the Phillies' bullpen has kind of matched them. Not, not that that was the story tonight. I don't think anyone cared how uh, Nick Nelson and <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Gibson, Gibson were really pitching. But Talk his, about spiking uh, the football. Like, yeah. Kyle Gibson <laughs> I mean, in the seventh inning of, the, of Game 3 of the World Series. It's like, it's like A.J. Brown's taunt from the other night. Think of all the things like if you would have said before the series, Nola's going to get shelled, Wheeler's going to get shelled, and Nick Nelson and Kyle Gibson are going to pitch in game three. You would have gone, oh, God, it was a good run. You know what? They made it. I'm glad they made it. That's okay. The Astros are a really good team. Suarez, yeah, he didn't get in a lot of trouble. I mean, he had the first inning, second inning. Astros get two on. He gets McCormick swimming swinging top of the fifth two on uh two out where you weren't sure if they were going to leave him in and then he gets Altuve uh to fly out to Hoskins so yeah I just I love his cool I love his calm I love the idea that maybe we'll get to see him again in this series in a big spot and he won't be scared and he'll be ready and I'll trust him for better or worse there I was surprised to see a few more notes I was surprised to see Sir Anthony uh warming up in the yeah, what yeah. was up with that? I don't know if anybody asked him about it. I was get yeah, that's weird. Why was he warming up? Did he just Stand need to loose? I don't get, know. get something? Yeah, with the arm. I was yeah. like, why? Why would he come into this yeah. game? I don't know. But that's a huge. I mean, that's a huge deal. They didn't have to use any of those guys in this game. They got yesterday off because of the rainout, and now you go into four and five. Alvarado, Sir Anthony. Eflin, Robertson, none of these guys had to pitch. Have had to pitch uh, the past two nights at all. So I think that is a big edge for them. And if they were like if they're able to get like length out of Nola tomorrow and they win the game, then I mean game five. It's that's it's, huge. Good point. Then they got all those guys for game five. Oh yeah, my you god. Get, you get There's two so innings, probably like two Nola. innings each out of Alvarado and, and Sir Anthony, right? Yeah. Yeah, then you, you, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, yeah. but yeah, maybe uh, there's a situation where you don't have to go back to uh, Houston there. All right, what are we expecting from Aaron Nola? Game four, his last two starts have not been good. He has not gotten out of the fifth inning. He's been pulled in the fifth in both of them, uh, 11 earned runs in those two starts combined. I said, these starters, like we kind of, if you're a one or two starter in the playoffs, basically we expect every time you're going to go out there and be awesome. That's hard to do, especially with the expanded playoffs. But now he's had two bad ones in a row. If you come back and you deliver a nice start here in game four of the World Series, everyone's going to love you. Man, if you come out and get shelled in game four of the World Series and the Phillies lose and it's 2-2 with what's ahead and that's three bad starts in a row, uh, then the narrative kind of changes here. Uh, Bo, any any thoughts about what, what's your gut telling you about how Aaron Nola is going to pitch in game four? Not that great. Okay. I think he's going to be middling. Uh, like right. maybe better better than game one, but not not great. Um, I also like uh, the, the Astros seem like a little bit on the edge to me. I mean, it's just one game, but like th- that, that lineup is not super deep. It's five or six deep. And like some of those guys are are putting bad swings on the ball. And 
I, I don't know if I, I think we I think we might know early, right? Uh, I think what you you'd sort of typically do with Nola, but um, like I have I have much more faith, even though like his velocity dropped and that's a concern. I have much more faith in in Wheeler's next outing than I do in, in interesting. Nola's. Because he feels like a big mystery because of that velocity drop. I'm with you until that last start. I was like, I absolutely trust him more. I don't care what the numbers say. The little velocity drop and the way he pitched last time has me thinking like, you know, I don't know. But man, you're up 2-1 and you still get each of those guys for one more start. ZB, any thoughts on game four, the matchup? Nola versus Javier, uh, what you're feeling for that game? Well, to Bo's point about the Astros lineup, uh, I mean, the big surprise to me is is that Alvarez is really not getting the types of swings that you're used to seeing from him. I, I mean, this is a guy who's... He's hitting a home run tomorrow. <laughs> I've already decided. This is I, was, a, yeah. I was watching that tonight, and I go, no, he, he's not going to go the whole series like this. I think he's definitely hitting a home run tomorrow. Sorry, it, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, what you said there is is the is is the worry. They have bats that can heat up um so i mean my my thoughts on on tomorrow night is is that the phillies are fortunate to be 2-1 and they have they have one of their two aces on the mound here right and and, and so uh i don't want to say you're playing with house money here but you have a chance to to really take to i mean it sounds like an obvious comment to take the major edge in this series um but that's that's the, that's where the rain was advantageous. That's where you 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 should feel confident having Noah on the mound at home uh, up up to one. This is a really good position for the Phillies. I was thinking about this bow with the with the rain. I mean, the rain out absolutely. I mean, huge. Un, we probably like, unbelievably so. Unbelievably in the Phillies' advantage. Uh, you you know the Philadelphia sports fan. You can, you converse with them. What do you think this would be like if it was the opposite? <laughs> you and like, with them. And, and they were and the Phillies are were the team who I don't want to say got screwed because it's like it rained. What are you going to do? It's not you know it was out of their favor. But uh, I it obviously helped them more. Uh, man, I think the Phillies. Well, I think would they would be, be like nuts. exactly like they were in uh, Game Five of the. NLCS, like when they were complaining that the rain was unfair to Sir Anthony because it was raining harder when he was on the mound. Like, well, that was true. I mean, come on, that was obvious. He looked like Trevor Lawrence out there, poor as, guy. As as if it was planned by uh, by the opposition. I am yeah. curious for uh, you guys. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to cut you off. Go. No, go ahead. Go ahead, please. I want to hear it. I am curious. What was the story? Because I only saw it from a distance. Right with the kid and the home run ball for, for oh this is great yeah so uh, you take I, I mean growing up I we're all around the same age Jeffrey Meyer or Mayor Meyer uh, that Mayor Mayor yeah that's like a moment I always remember you know and and you see the incredulous outfielder what do you think he's doing these days I I. I I couldn't Sounds tell like you an athletic story uh, for the off season for you. Yes, uh, Steve. You know Steve Bartman. Uh, we all remember that one, right? So mm. I, I being at the game, I didn't get to see the the replays of this. I, I didn't get to see anything that that went along with this. Can you enlighten me as as to like the story of this kid? Because I I did see when I uh, looked at my phone when I got into the car. There was a, you know, there were articles out about this kid. There were interviews going on, and it's one of those things. I was out of. He's already been milkshake duck. <laughs> I was out of touch being at the game about what was going on with this. So I don't oh, know. You were well, tweeting about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt bad for the kid because he dropped the ball, 
um which well like could you imagine uh like if that was your child like like feeling like just just knowing that he was going to carry that mistake with him um and somebody a friend of mine who who I played club baseball with uh tweeted like you've changed because I was I was saying like get that kid a ball uh which is probably true I guess I guess parenthood changes you but uh so so going out to the next inning Castellanos tosses him a ball but then he said after the game he didn't know that it was the same kid. He just happened to toss that kid a ball, and it's just like that's the the kismet of of the run that this team is on. So I thought that was pretty cool. What did he say? Maybe there are no accidents or something yeah. like that. I think Castellanos uh, said. You know, I I've crushed Castellanos on uh, pretty much every Philly spot we've done here, but I'll give him credit. Like he is definitely into the Philly aspect of this, like the, the environment, the crowds, the team of destiny, you know, after he made that catch in the first inning, uh, they showed on TV and he was just holding up the one just to the, uh, the Mm. crowd out there in right field in a very like demonstrative way where they're all going crazy. And he was just taking in the moment. So I'm going to try to go a little bit easier on him, uh, and not expect too much. He's had his moments. Uh, he made a big catch today. He he saved the, you know, the, the game one with that diving catch. And I do appreciate that. He's just like totally into whatever has been happening here over the last well, Zach, you didn't you didn't hear this on the broadcast because because you were there. They uh, they were talking. I think it was Rosenthal was was talking about how uh, Castiano said that like during the season he finds it hard to be like paying attention throughout. Like that's part of the reason that he was the worst defensive outfielder in baseball because it's like it's a long season. He's just out there, and like that sounds ridiculous. Like you're paid you're paid to play the uh, the position. But it's also true, like you talked about, you know, we, you go to a game in the summer and the dog days, like no one's paying attention to the game. Like there's no atmosphere. Uh, like, you know, I went to I went to uh, several games this this summer. Nobody's like they're there. It's, it's not like Phillies games are like this all the time. They weren't even like this in September. But once you get to the playoffs, that's a totally di- different atmosphere. I can res- I feel like Sheila, you can respect somebody yeah, who, who turns say. it up when it matters and sleepwalks when it doesn't. I, I was going to say, you guys know me well enough that an anecdote <laughs> like that is enough to make him like my favorite player. Uh, I, I just, I mean, to, to say that, by the way, after you signed a five-year, $100 million contract, and we're just like a massive disappointment uh, all year, and then to come out in the World Series, and I mean, he literally, yeah, he said like he was bored, like it's hard to focus. <laughs> It's hard to fall. I mean, you guys, you have kids. I don't know if you're, you know, yeah. uh, I don't think both your kids are playing. Are they, they did a little t-ball or no t-ball yet? No t-ball yet. We've done, we've done okay. soccer shots, but okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these, it doesn't go know, well. <laughs> softball, t-ball, baseball, anyone with kids, like it's a marvel at any of the kids who are actually paying attention during these games. I look out there sometimes and are just like, look at player X. They've got to be so bored right now. It's like cold outside. They're in the outfield. The ball's not getting hit to them. They have their glove over their face. So it's similar. I guess it's different. If you do sign a $100 million contract, maybe you try to make an effort to, you know, zero in there in the regular season. But listen, I love the honesty. I love the CTC nature of it where you're cashing those checks. You know what? An error in July 
What's it really going to matter? It's all good. I'll show. I'll make three diving catches when the games actually matter in October. So yeah, that was quite the story. Zach, I feel like this is against, you know, you've really upped the sayings on Birds with Friends. I have a lot of notes for you guys whenever <laughs> okay. we do this home and home and I get to come back. Uh, you've really upped the sayings. I don't know if sayings. that offer will be reciprocated, well, but. I, I don't know if I was asking as much as I was telling. You're but, invited. Um, I, you yeah. Know, I'm I'm not the head yeah, honcho, but you are invited. Yeah, I think I'll call out that so, day. Some of these sayings uh, I don't understand at all, but I feel like you probably have a saying that tell. What is it? If nothing matters, everything matters. If it ain't matter, you ain't fatter. What's your? You got one of those, right? Uh, <laughs> everything matters or nothing matters. Is that I say something like I that. say What's everything it? matters. I say I say how you do anything is how you do everything. Is that what you're thinking? Yes, mm, yeah, okay. that's the there thing. You go. Okay. So Nick Castellanos is not agree with that. Yeah. I think we not even a little safely. bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not even a little. Or, or who you are some of the times is who you are all the time. That's 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 another mm, version. That might for, be the one. See, there's uh, too many. But uh, no, Cassianos. Uh, being, that anecdote aside, aside he kind of reminds me sometimes of like the, the Tobias Harris of the Phillies. In that, um, you know, he if you simply look at it based on salary, right, and and the contract, you're expecting him to be one of the the like the lead guys, but he's kind of at the point now where, where he's he's giving you steady production. But if he's the star of a game, you're like, oh, well, Tobias stepped up this game. But you're not going into the game expecting it to be a Tobias yeah. game, right? You're like, I think that I think that works. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, we'll see what the listeners think. But <laughs> but, but to the point about Castellanos, where I suppose I'm I'm somewhat sympathetic is he didn't sign here. Uh, expecting to be the everyday right fielder, right? This is, this is a matter of circumstance that he is. Now, you still need to field the position. And he's, he's made clutch plays. I mean, they're in the World Series right now because of some of his clutch plays at that spot. And he's really doing a good job with the, the diving catches, right? You know, I, uh, I had a teammate in high school who, who we used to joke about, like, do you really need to dive for some of those? Um, but he he has such a flair <laughs> with the way he he uh, he makes those catches. So I I have a soft spot for him, and it's also because I'm a big fan of Matt Gelb's work, and Matt Gelb uh, is, speaks very highly of Cassianos as you know a clubhouse muse, to use the term that Bo has used. Hmm. Uh, I think I the flip side. Think... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, I think the flip side is, is Schwarber, uh, because like how much more faith could you have in a guy? Um, and he came out tonight like that, 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 uh, first at bat walk was awesome. Like he came out with so much swagger. The, uh, the, like the two, was it the three, one pitch, the, the slider on the outside corner, which he argues, which was definitely a strike, but he's like, he, he, he knew that the next pitch, which was just a little bit more outside was a ball. And like, and, and, and like this little thing he does with his neck, uh, it's like he was playing it up. And then after the home run, which was like a a massive bomb, it it occurred to me that I think, I think there's like a little bit of just in the, the way that he uses his neck swagger wise, there's a little bit of stone cold Steve Austin in, uh, in Kyle Schwarber. And I'm, I'm going to stick to that. All the comparisons. Okay. Uh, Naya's one of her favorite moments of the playoffs was when uh, Schwarber stole second and they called him out. 
and he knew he wasn't out and he was like so polite to the umpire, like tapped him on the shoulder. Like, it's okay. We all make mistakes. Yeah. They'll review it. I don't need to go in the dugout. I've never seen a player react so nicely when they got called out and knew that they were safe as he did in that moment. So yeah, he's, uh, he's fantastic. That home run. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was a deep play and he, if he was mad that he just missed it or he knew that he absolutely got it. That's what I meant by it. That like that reaction was like a wrestler's reaction to me because yeah. it was like he's like, "Oh man, you're not wait until you see what I just did." Like yeah. and he like and the way that he sort of like twirled off, like he knew he knew what he did. Yeah. That was outstanding. All right. I got a few more notes here, then I'll let you guys go to bed. Uh, did you hear Topper had a, did a little Nick Sirianni in his post-game press conference. I don't know if you guys saw this. I they did asked see this. about the crowd and he said the crowd is like the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, it gets better every game. I mean, it's just, a point. just, yeah. I do like, does it to the Eagles? Does it make you a little uncomfortable how into bed with each other these two teams are now? Like Joe Banner has got to be rolling in his, you know, rolling in his, uh, in his alive bed. That's like, <laughs> this is not what it's supposed to be like. Just, I'm just asking what, are there other beds that are not alive beds? Well, I was going to say rolling in his grave, but he's yeah. alive, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Um, let me see. By the, the way, do you think, do you think, so, do you yeah. think the, like that expression that's his, do you think it's, it's fed to him by somebody? Uh, how was the delivery about for the that? Eagles? Yeah. Good yeah. Question. How was the delivery? Was it off the top of your head? Was I it thought something? it was natural. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was natural. I, I don't know. I mean. I would be all for them just like signing him to a lifetime contract uh, at, at this point. I mean, the guy uh, can do no wrong. I got to get a, a ride with Philly Rob uh, t-shirt. But no, I thought it, I like his press conferences. He seems to like understand how to help the me- media answer the questions. Even if it's something about what he did, he doesn't seem offended. So uh, I think he does a good job with that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it did get uh, fed to him and he knew it was coming because they get asked about the crowd after every mm. single game. Uh, so maybe he knew it was coming. Well, but shout out. You think Rob? I would just yeah. say shout out to, to, to uh, this is for Marissa Dunn, our, our terrific p- yeah. producer, co-host. Um, and uh, she doesn't know. <laughs> she's a Yankees fan. Uh, I, I actually told her that she would be welcome to come on, but I didn't want to actually invite her because she's too nice and would say yes. And I go, this would be a complete waste of your time. So I don't mind wasting Bo and Zach's time, but you probably have better things to do. But uh, she's a Yankees fan. So, so this is a, a, a shout out to her. The, what says the most to me about Rob Thompson is when you hear those former Yankees speak about him, right? Because, I saw a quote from Derek Jeter tonight. Jeter, uh, I think Thompson was a part of the staff during Jeter's entire time there. And you hear the way that these guys talk about someone who, who you know, was, was not the manager, right? Um, and the affection they have for him, the appreciation, the respect, the admiration, whatever term you want to use. Uh, I, I think that really speaks to the type of, of um, assistant he was then, to, to, to use that term. And... It's probably comparable. To, I mean, Shields gonna get excited when I say this. It's probably comparable to the way people on the Eagles speak about Jeff Stoutland. Wow, Zach sneaking in Jeff Stoutland to a Phillies postgame pod, Bo. He can he can never say anything uh, again about our. He cut me off before I was uh, able to ask if if the Philly Rob T-shirts, if Rob Motti thinks those are about him. I don't know. Maybe he's got his own <laughs> for the. Eight people listening who understand what Bo is talking about there. All right. Uh, the broadcast. Seventh inning. I thought they were going a little too far with this whole, like, 
you know, the about the game's over and the series is definitely what they say is, is definitely going to uh, back to Houston or I don't even remember how they termed it, but they were talking I think about it the was, game. Yeah, well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they were looking ahead a little uh, too far. So, I mean, I know it was seven nothing, but it's the seventh inning. There were still I think two that's left. That's a you problem. That game was over. Yeah. That's I mean, they me brought problem. in they brought in Kyle Gibson and Nick yeah. Nelson. The game was over. Listen, uh, I'm sure others listening felt the same way. So I stand by it. John Smoltz said, if the Phillies win, this will be the most improbable World Series in his lifetime. He said this multiple times. What do you guys think about that? Is he is he going too far? It feels like he's going too far. Like this wasn't a scrub team. I feel like this. Season. I feel like this is overstated. Um, the the degree to to which this is like improbable. Um, because it, it goes to the same like complaint about like you know the Dodgers not making it out of the first round or I guess second round. Like there are playoff baseball is different than regular season baseball. That's it, it is not the most meritocratic champion based on the regular season, but you don't need to have a deep pitching staff in the playoffs. You've got three good starters and two good relievers. That's enough. Like, and you don't need to have a deep bench. You got a good nine. That's fine. And that's the way the Phillies are built, right? So, uh, like, yeah, it's, it's unlikely that the, the seventh team is going to make the is going to maybe win the World Series, but like in terms of like quality of team, this doesn't strike me as a, a a team that is like less deserving than several other like disappointing champions in in Major League Baseball over the past twenty years. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I, CB. Yeah, I I certainly agree with that. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think. Like, I didn't think Atlanta last year was this was this big juggernaut. Right. Um, you know, if you want to think improbable, it was a really good Red Sox team, but the team that was down 03 to the Yankees and goes on to win, like that's an improbable march there. I mean, there have been, I mean, at the top of my head, there was a year when like the White Sox won when I don't think they were this. Yeah, that White Sox team came to mind for <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no one remembers. That. I mean, uh, we do. As again, still dining off that. We tend to look at the Phillies as this like plucky underdog story because of the the nature of how they got in there and you know the extra wild card and all this but the reality is they have a 200 million dollar payroll they have like one of the the great players of modern baseball history um you know Ranger Suarez <laughs> I mean they're not you know this isn't like the the little engine that could you know this is this is a a, a team that and if, if, if you just read Dave Dombrowski's quotes throughout the season, this was a team that said all along to Bo's point, like, just get into the postseason. And they're built for the postseason. Just get in there. And so it's improbable in the sense that they don't have the record of a, of a team that you expect to be playing in November. Um, and they're, they're not like the, the most, uh, you know, they weren't organically built. But they're, they're very much... Uh, they're very much deserving to be here, especially if you look at their record since Rob Thompson took over. Yeah, and I also like. Uh, I mean, you can you you can you can separate like uh, Zach's favorite word nuance. Like you can separate. They won the World Series with like they probably they were not the best team in baseball this year, right? Like that's fine. It's it's fine for those two things to not be the same. 
Well, they were big underdogs for the uh, postseason, no doubt about it. I think they were tied for the worst odds of any team to win the World Series when the postseason started. They've been underdogs in every single series. But, yeah, I thought that was going a little bit overboard. All right, last thing wanted to get to uh, as a listener of uh, Birds with Friends since my retirement. I know that Zach, at one point during the trade deadline, you brought up a trade about uh, Brandon Marsh and Bo, really. I mean... (laughs) let you have it and here Brandon Marsh game three of the World Series hitting a home run playing an outstanding uh, center field is there anything you wanted to get off your chest uh, you know towards Bo uh, about that kind of back and forth no if you if you recall there was a birds with friends episode one time where I used the expression he who laughs last laughs loudest right I mean I could uh, I could revert back to that Uh, no I uh, I felt bad by the way, that uh, Bo was correct to be incredulous there. I should be listening to every word that he says. It's yeah. It's, it wasn't just. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't because you were telling yeah. me about the trade. It was because you were actively not yeah, listening was, to what I was talking about on a live episode. It is rude of me. Now, in my defense, um, we are all on these 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 different text threads, right? I'm on a text thread with uh, like diehard baseball fans who are texting me, wow, 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 when, you know, on the deadline, I'm on a podcast, I don't have Twitter in front of me, uh, I, I I don't see what the the text is, I just see wow come across my screen, you get worried that the Eagles made a trade or something happened, so I go and I look, and I don't hear Bo's point in the 39th minute of a training camp podcast when we do one every single day. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the point was, but it probably was something that we discussed the day before and we discussed a week later. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, I should have been paying closer attention. I, I agree with that, but that is, that is what happened. I saw, I saw texts. I, I wanted to see what they were about. I opened it up. It turned into a trade. It was the Brandon Marsh trade. It was later the Noah Syndergaard trade. And by the way, Noah Syndergaard also a key piece to what they've 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 done here. So uh, game five, yeah, game five. I Listen, think you Zach, felt who something. you are some of the time is who you are all the time. That's all I'm saying. Well, I I, I right. don't disagree. Got you with that one. Uh, you felt something in your bones. You knew it was a big trade. You knew it was yeah. gonna, uh, something he was going to be heard from in Game Three of the World Series. You have those reporter instincts, and so also uh, Game Four no of the NLTS, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. So he had the uh, yeah he had the home run in that game as well. All right, all right. Do you have any other notes from this game that you want to get to? Actually, I, I don't. I can tell you. I, I think we're good. You don't have any. I have more. two notes. Uh, I have oh, two you notes. have two. Okay, all right. Yeah. So I should have known. One is a specific note about the game, uh, the broadcast. This is a, uh, a beef with the broadcast. There was a there was a graphic they showed in about the fifth inning uh, that said Power Rangers, which was a good graphic. You, they they had hit for power. Ranger was on the mound. It reminded me. I think there was there's there's a, been this one Fox graphic that's stuck in my head, uh, like decades later, of Miguel Tejada in a playoff game, and it was from from Hot Tejada because he had gotten really hot. That was good. But my, my beef with this graphic was it was Power Rangers, but then they had Ranger Suarez on the left side of the graphic and the power numbers on the right side of the graphic. You got to marry that bad boy up so it's the power and then the Ranger. That's a great Put note that right down there. in my notes. Okay, okay to, yeah. I hope, I hope the Fox brought – yeah, I hope they're listening. Okay, that <laughs> okay. was one. 
Uh, and two is as is uh you know Zach ha- talks about all these text threads we're on she we're on we're on a text thread uh with a friend who uh, expressed a sentiment that I that I think is is similar uh to the way that I am experiencing uh this this Phillies run and that is uh in many ways like through the prism of uh you watching it with your family and with Naya um mm-hmm. and I think I I thought that the, it was really well said like that has been part of like the the shared experience. I'm glad that you are sharing all of these moments. Uh, I know you like to plug your Instagram uh, on your Instagram. Uh, it's, been, yeah. it's been fun uh, to watch that. I'm like, I'm living it through uh, Naya to some degree. And I hope that if if knock on wood, this this happens, I hope we get a Naya appearance on the pod to celebrate. Well, no, I think that that would be a good moment to plug my Instagram and make sure to drive everyone towards that uh, and build up the followers over there. But yeah, she stayed up once again. Uh, tonight, watched the entire game. Uh, let me see. I think my wife messaged something that, yeah, at the end of the game, Naya said, look at the glassy-eyed stares, the sadness, the depression, as uh, she looked as they showed the Astros dugout on the <laughs> broadcast. So she knows what I know. What I've said before is that it's much more fun to root against the team than to root for a team. And so uh, she takes great joy in seeing uh, the opponents suffer. And uh, she, she uh, you know, it's it's her favorite team since she's become a uh, a sports fan. So it's been fun to see her get into it. Bryce Harper's her favorite player. Hits another home run today. She was going nuts. So it has uh, been fun. Again, it's at Sheil Kapadia, as Bo said, for the Instagram. All right. Sheil, I have a quick question your for you, in. by the way. Uh, real oh, quick. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? Because we yeah. talked about... How do you get your protein? Because we talked about this on, on Birds with Friends question. today. And uh, if I'm curious... For you, for your listeners, what's the recommended course of action on Thursday night when an Eagles game is going on and a Phillies potential closeout game, but regardless, it's going to be an important game, is going on Thursday night? What's 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 the way you divide that? Uh, well, first of all, it should come as no surprise that this is our longest uh, Phillies postgame okay. pod <laughs> yes. that we've done. I mean, so I think far. you knew that. You invited yeah, that us. Was obvious. Like. That was obvious uh, coming in. Uh, so, so for, well, who who are we talking about? Because people well, have I'm asking you. interests. I'm asking you. How, oh, how, what am, what yes. am I going to do? Yes. Or what should a person do? I mean, what I'm going to do is, you know, I am, I am uh, fortunate enough to have the multiple screens. Okay. I'm going to have them uh, both up. I'm going to have the sound up on the Phillies. Because I feel like I, you know, I I know Smoltz talks a lot, but I also enjoy his insight and I learn things from him. Whereas, uh, all due respect to the uh, Thursday night crew, I feel like I'll have a good feel for what's going on in that Eagles-Texans game without having to listen to the broadcast. So uh, I'll be watching. I mean, the Eagles are 13.5-point favorites. Uh, I don't know what you guys had for your predictions. I don't think that's going to be a game where everyone needs to be glued into it in the fourth quarter. Anything can happen. Uh, Something could surprise us. They could have some turnovers or things could get wonky. But uh, I will be more focused on the Phillies, but watching both. I like uh, during baseball, you get the commercial, you know, there's there's a commercial break after every half inning. So I feel like you can look into what's happening with the Eagles there. So that's how I will consume it. It's a regular season Eagles game, but this this is like a once in a who knows how many years type eagle season they're undefeated going into week nine so we, we all know that uh, there's going to be interest there so if you can get a second screen you know whether it's a, a phone an ipad a tv a laptop whatever you fire them both up 
you can always catch up on the Eagles. You know, you have time there. Like if you don't see every minute and it turns out to be a great game, you know, you, you can catch up on that before they play their next game or whenever you want to. I feel like the Phillies will be playing Thursday travel. I, I guess you could catch up on the Phillies too. So I don't know if I gave a great answer. I was just rambling. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a little more focused uh, on the Phillies, but I'm going to have them both up and I'm going to be listening to the Phillies game. Well, that makes sense. You have a Phillies podcast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Zach, this ruined your plans to go to the World Series game in Houston. It did ruin my plans, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the reality of the situation. There were people far more inconvenienced than me, uh, but I was <clears throat> I was uh, looking forward to that- to uh, to staying that extra day. Okay. <clears throat> All right. What would you like to pluck? Zach, Bo, I, should, I, I feel like I should direct this one at Zach. <laughs> um, am I allowed to say, make sure you read all our coverage on The Athletic, listen to our coverage on... Yeah, what do you mean, on, are you allowed on, to say? On, I asked birds you to with be friends. on a podcast, now yeah. you get all your plugs in. Yeah, uh, Birds with Friends, um, which is three times a week, and... I, uh, I, uh, there's a lot of good stories you can find. It's the best Eagles podcast. That's <laughs> there's right. A lot you of good stories you can find on the athletic. And if you're interested in, you know, a Christmas or a Hanukkah or a Kwanzaa present, you can always get underdogs, the Philadelphia Eagles emotional road, to Super Bowl victory, which who knows, maybe there's a sequel this year. There you go. Well, anything from you? Did Zach cover it all? So that covered it all. Uh, make sure you check out uh, my story on Marcus Epps and whether or not he knows the difference between Mike Epps and Omar Epps from 2019. Um, I'm also doing the power rankings this year. You can check that out. And uh, yeah, listen, to, listen to Birds with Friends. There you go. All right. Thank you to Bo Wolf and Zach Berman for joining me on the Ringers Philly special. I will be back on what's tomorrow, Wednesday night. Phillies postgame pod, game four, and I'll be back. Game five, Phillies postgame pod, Eagles postgame pod on Thursday. Wait, you have an Eagles podcast? Well, Friday will be off, and then who knows? Saturday and Sunday, there might be games six and seven as well. All right, thanks to everybody for listening to the Ringers Philly special. We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.